0: Well, hey there! Welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting. I'm peppy today, Megan. I'm back. It's been a two week break. Feeling good about this.
1: That was hilarious. Yeah. Mostly because I wasn't expecting it. I know it's
0: loud. It was like a really quiet room, and then all of a sudden, me just being extremely loud again. Uh, but I, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back with you guys. This is our follow up podcast for those of you who maybe are tuning in for the very first time. Uh, we are part of a church called East Lake Tri Cities in Eastern Washington, and every once in a while, well, every week really, we we get together. <laughs> on Monday mornings and talk about the weekend and the message and just life in general and uh, all the good things that took place. uh, And then we finish it off with something interesting at the very, very end. But Megan, how are you? I'm
1: doing all right. You doing good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I listened to your podcast this morning from last week because I was not on it last week. Nope. I thought my flight took off on Monday and so I would have time to do the podcast. Then when I logged in on Sunday afternoon, I go, Ooh, or I think it was like Saturday Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, we fly out Sunday night. Um, so that was, and we did a red eye. And mm-hmm. so anyways, didn't have time to record. So Jenny filled in. She did a great job. Yeah. I listened to it uh, on the way back and, and a little bit this morning too. And uh, it did feel like a speed dating thing for the two of you at first.
1: <laughs> Cause we'd never. Yeah, I didn't realize that you guys didn't know each other. It
0: <laughs> always boggles my mind when I have, when I, when I'm in the presence of two people from Eastlake who I think should like know each other and be best friends. And uh, they'll be like, hi, my name's so-and-so. Yeah. And I'll be like, you You don't know each other? You have been going to this church for how long? Like, we did a poker night with the guys the other night. And uh, Mallory's husband, Alex, was there. And a couple of the guys from my small group were were there. And they're like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, dude, this is crazy, you guys. You guys should talk more in the lobby. Like, stick around a little bit. Meet people. Everyone's real interesting. So Uh,
1: We'd like we knew who each other were and right. like had said hello and like done small talk in a group like in the lobby but never yeah Actually, spoken to And to, to each be other. fair, I,
0: I did listen, and and she said that Brent must have known that I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah. And I did not know that. That yeah. was just by chance. Apparently,
1: Aubrey did, though.
0: And maybe she's the one that recommended yeah. it to me. Uh-huh. So maybe she. Yeah. Okay, that could have been it. Mm-hmm. So, But
1: funny, like, small world thing about Jenny and I follow up. So she posts, she does a lot of work on social media. And so she posted a picture of us and put it on social media. And um, a friend of mine from college was like, what? How do you know each other? Because um, she and Jenny were like really good friends in junior high. Yeah. And then she and I were friends in college. And well, she was like, this is the smallest world post ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Kylie and I got a chance to sneak away and went to Virginia Beach. Ever been to Virginia Beach? I
1: haven't, but my brother has been many, many times okay. and loves it. So. Flew into
0: Norfolk. Um, Old Dominion School is there, mm-hmm. as well as Norfolk State and then we drive 45 minutes east to the coast and i've really never spent any time ever on the east coast in that way i've been to new york and seen like you know you take the little ferry out to the islands and all and i know it's the bay and it's ocean but whatever and then we've been to florida and swam in that kind of coast but that feels different that feels like i don't know it feels like florida so Mm. florida's (laughs) its own deal let's be honest they got their own weird stuff Mm. going on in florida so like this idea of like South Carolina and Georgia mm-hmm. and, uh, and Virginia, I, I've just never spent any time there. And so it, it was great. It yeah. was beautiful. It's, it's a sandy beach with waves, guys. It's yeah. the same dang thing.
1: I mean, I've done the Atlantic coast, like in Maryland, yeah. um, and like a little further North, but I haven't, I don't think I've been to Virginia beach, but we've done like the beach. I've done the Atlantic beach. So
0: Kylie and I took uh red Eye Sunday night. And then got there at like 10 in the morning on Monday. We were exhausted. And we uh we saw lots of people leaving. And then at the beach itself, um, the weekend prior, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Pharrell had hosted like a brand new concert Whoa. that they're trying to get up <laughs> off the ground. Kind of like the whole um Coachella, oh, Burning Man. Uh-huh. He's like, he's from Virginia Beach area or something like that. And so he brought in like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Diddy, uh, I mean, every, Kanye. It was like we, I have a picture of the poster of who all was there, and it's basically anybody that's anybody was there, right? <laughs> I mean, like, they all came. Um, and so when we walked the boardwalk at Virginia Beach, they were clearing away the stage, like this massive stage, all the trust systems and everything else. We obviously were on the back end of the party. We missed the party, but um, I heard that the traffic getting in and out of the place and just was miserable. and um, and So anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. We, we had a great time. We got to go to... Uh, first landing beach um, where uh, the Jamestown settlers first kind of found the right bay they kind of knew about it I'll I'll explain that in my something interesting piece Um, but this is where they first landed and then they kinda of made their way inlet in- inland mm-hmm. and then established Jamestown. Jamestown was about an hour and a half away drive. We did not make the drive to go see the original <laughs> s- settlement. I'm not that much of a history buff. <laughs> um and I did look at pictures and I was like, that's cool, but like yeah. I think I'd be bored. Yeah. Have you ever like done like driven an hour and a half for like a half hour of entertainment? And it's like
1: Yeah, you're like, Oh, what's that? Oh, that was bad? cute. And I, I don't can know, we're say kind that of...
0: I've been there, but whatever.
1: Yeah. I don't we're kind of a history family though. So.
0: Are you? So you would probably well, enjoy it. Well, and we
1: lived so I lived in Maryland um, for eight years from when I was three until I was 11. And so, and my mom's from Washington state. And so we did, we did all the history things. And so that was like a big part. Like we did Monticello and we did all the, yeah. like all of the, all of the things. Um, someone was like, Oh, Oh, I was playing. Have you, or never have I ever with my staff? And they're like, been, I've been to Gettysburg. And I was like, yep, me too. And they're <laughs> like, <"Dah!" laughs>
0: it's going to be tough to play with you. <laughs> Military family <laughs> in yeah. the world.
1: Um,
0: we uh, uh, stay... So we the reason that we went over there is uh, we have a bunch of church planners that all started churches around our same time. Most of them actually like a year or two earlier than us. We were one of the last ones to do it. Um, so a chance to kind of debrief with everybody and share ideas about what's worked, what hasn't worked, and just talk with people who are in uh, like a... Uh, what I do for a vocation is a pretty unique thing, and so to be able to talk shop with, uh, people who are doing it in not, sim- not exactly similar, but pretty dang close, closer than I've ever found mm-hmm. around here. Um, or even in the Northwest. Um, and so that's always a fun thing. And the wives got to go, uh, we just started bringing the wives along too. Um, and it's, it's been great for Kylie to uh, again, find other uh, ladies who are in yeah. similar spots cause it's tough. She doesn't get a chance to, to, uh, talk bad about her marriage to other people. You know what I mean? Like there's two yeah. people who are like, oh, I know him. Yeah. Uh, he's my pastor. So uh, she's always mm. like, I don't, I, and, I, and she, she'd she be the first one to say, I don't talk bad about you. Yeah. But like, I, I, I it is nice to not have to, Speak to somebody and always be like, and I know he's your pastor, so that you know, whatever else. Yeah. So,
1: well, and it's therapeutic to like share your frustrations with someone who knows what those frustrations are. Yeah. So, like, talking to other women who and like completely understand what it's like to plant a church and be married to the yeah. pastor of a planted church is it's got to be like. I don't know. I imagine that would be very, very good for her soul.
0: Yep. So So. we rent a house, we buy all the food, we eat out dinners, but we eat lunches and and breakfast all in. We literally wake up, we make coffee, we sit on couches talking about ministry. And you would think that that gets old, but it it really doesn't. And it's all creative. And I shared a story this week about something that kept the energy alive a little bit. So if you haven't listened to the podcast or yeah, if you weren't there and haven't listened to the podcast yet, you should do it Mm because the yellow rose makes an appearance. I did text the guys uh, (laughs) yesterday afternoon Uh and I said, Uh, yellow rose is the word of the day (laughs) you gotta incorporate it somehow into your message and they're all laughing and I was like it was a big part of my message today so hopefully that intrigues them enough to be able to come and watch it
1: Um, (laughs) yeah
0: So yeah, there Too you go. Funny. And then Kylie and I got a chance to stick around, uh, for an extra day and a half in downtown Norfolk, which is again, 45 minute drive. We stayed a little Airbnb in downtown, stayed in like the old colonial housing oh, stuff. Fun. Like, so it was amazing. Like mm-hmm. the architecture of all the brick homes that you're like, if one of these was in the tri cities, you'd be like, Ooh, let's go drive around by the cool colonial house. <laughs> and there's hundreds of them on yeah. every street, like lining all the way. I mean, it's such yeah. incredible. Like you could walk down every street and be like, this is amazing. And, uh,
1: I think so, that is one thing about being someone who has lived exclusively on the West Coast and maybe not even done that much traveling on the East Coast is you don't understand the like longevity of the history of the East Coast. Yeah. You, like you can hear it and like kind of understand it, you know, theoretically and in your mind. But until you see exactly how old something is or how long something has been standing, it doesn't have quite as. Much of an impact. And then when you go to Europe, I was just going to say, even Europeans would hear that and be like,
0: we got you beat, man.
1: I know, but so, like, as you go further and further east, if you're someone who lives on the west coast of the United States, it just gets like the history and the architecture of the history just gets like older and older and more impactful.
0: So, I knew nothing about Norfolk going into this, (laughs) other than that was the closest airport to where we needed to end up being. (laughs) And I think every time that you go to a a city like that, you probably walk away. I I don't know. I walk away from a lot of times going, that was a really cool town. Like, they had a great art district. They had a neon district that was really cool. They had incredible murals. Um, They had like a downtown waterside district with one of the coolest libraries I've ever been to. I'm sure those I'm sure those towns exist everywhere. We we're like guys. That's it's way cooler than you think. Mm-hmm. Norfolk doesn't sound impressive. <laughs> Old Dominion used to kind of be good at NCAA basketball, but they're not really that good anymore. <laughs> um, so not that impressive. But like it was so artsy. Not as artsy as Seattle. Like that's definitely like its own in its own atmosphere a little bit. But way more artsy than the dry Cities. Yeah. So you're walking around going. Let's go. I just find myself taking pictures of a bunch of different spots. Yeah. Going, people are taking pride in the city that they live in. And it's old, but they've made it—they've—they've they've made it quaint and cool and nostalgic, but also like definitely modern in some certain spots too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it also awesome. a
1: big navy city. So
0: huge navy city. They that, had two that, battleships like there it. that you can go take tours of. Yeah. And when you see those things up close, you—they're impressive. Oh my word! Yeah. Like the little guns that go off on the front. Listen. I played Battleship as a kid. I know, I know that the Battleship's the biggest one out of all of them, but that was like a freaking city, man. Yeah,
1: it is. It's a city. Yeah, like,
0: it was massive. I think
1: I don't know what the numbers. You ever but been they, on
0: a cruise ship before?
1: No, but I stayed the night on a like decommissioned, um, I think a decommissioned battleship one time when yeah. I was in Girl Scouts. We like went down to Georgia and visited the Juliet Lowe House, and we like stopped in. I think it was Norfolk. I think it was somewhere in South Carolina and we stayed the night on a decommissioned battleship and it's there. It's impressive. Like
0: we've been on a couple cruises or whatever. Like you, you get down to the docks for those things. You are like, you're in awe of how big this giant <laughs> ship is, but I don't think it was, I, I, don't, I've uh, I, it was definitely different standing next to this one just because of, I think the size of the artillery and all <laughs> the size of the, like, you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is like, really cool like when yeah. you were a kid you had the little plastic or metal toy or whatever and now you're seeing it in real life and this yeah. was once actually floating the season
1: i know defending america
0: cool. or attacking <laughs> i don't know what they're doing but. uh cool town know, fine. good stuff um uh, thanks for keeping the uh yeah keeping the everything everything down over here while i was gone yeah
1: I had a fun weekend too. Yeah, what'd you do? Um We went. Uh, my boyfriend Ben was in town, and we went to Chris Noakes' pop up for his <gasps> new restaurant, fun. Hot Mess Burgers and Pies.
0: Dude, awesome! And if you don't know, Chris Noakes yeah. uh, used to be the chef over at Fat Olives, and then he took a job at Kagan's for the last yep. probably what year and a half, maybe two uh, years. Two years, I think. Yeah. And
1: then in the next like this summer sometime, I think what they're I think they had a lot more renovations than they needed to on the space they ended I up think getting. They, yeah. Um, but sometime in this summer he's going to be opening a burger joint uh, that's like sci-fi horror fifties kind of theme. Hot themed. mess burgers, yeah, hot mess burgers and pies. And pies,
0: yeah, which is a great combo. Like I, know, right? I was like pies, like is that like a different Bee word pies? for fries? Like, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What are we talking about here? And he's like, no, like fruit pie. Yeah. Like I make really good pies, and I I yeah. don't doubt it. I, everything I've ever had that Chris has made. Yeah. I've always been like, this is really good.
1: So, so we went on Friday and um I got, well, so he's been, I am friends with him kind of randomly. Through, I used to work for his mom. And um so I like have all, I follow him on all the socials. And so I've been seeing pictures of all these prototypes he's been making. Oh, and does
0: it doesn't make you hungry? Yeah. I'm like starving. So I'm like, so
1: one of them it's 11 was o'clock like, at night and
0: I'm seeing this a, crazy burger like fried
1: chicken sandwich kind of thing. Yeah. And Um, I literally was like drooling when I saw the picture. And so that was one of the options on their limited menu. So I got that and it was really good. Um, the breading was like fantastic. Yeah. And then Ben got, um, when it's like beach party massacre or something, beach party invasion <laughs> massacre, or something, that's what it's called. Yeah, but it's like barbecue sauce and pineapple on a burger, and um, it was really good too. I so. bet.
0: Uh, now explain the pop up thing because oh, that yeah. might 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 be unique for people. So it's in uh, the Parkway. We know that.
1: Yeah. So his restaurant is in the Parkway in Richland, but yeah. there is a space in downtown Kennewick that has like a full kitchen and like a space, and they rent out for like cooking parties or um, other things, but one thing they also do is start up restaurants before their space is ready. They will give them that space, like rent them out that space so that they can kind of preview their... Work on the menu. Work on their menu, yep. preview to people, um, raise a little bit of money if they need to do that for whatever they're working on. And who doesn't on. need to do that when yeah. you're starting a business? Yeah. Right? And uh, so they rented out the... It's called Red Mountain Kitchen in, in downtown Kennewick and they rented out that space for Friday and Saturday night. And they had... I think they had way more people than they were expecting. Way more. Yeah. I, I
0: read on his own personal post. Um, Friday was kind of crazy. Yeah, like a little they bit over our heads. Of, they ran out
1: of burgers. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh,
0: and then he said we got our 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 crap together yeah. on Saturday, <laughs> and it was much better. So, um,
1: and I saw another one over 500 burgers. So,
0: did you hear about uh, the the story behind Hot Mess? Did you ever read his post about that? Yes,
1: I did. Uh-huh.
0: Super good. He he was li- you know chefs have a hard life. Like yeah. you watch any sort of chef show. Chef show, that's fun. <laughs> Chef show, that's a fun. Fun thing to say, uh, like the schedule, the demands, the pressure, the the stress levels. Like there's, um, if you have ever worked in the restaurant industry, like smoke breaks or <laughs> like everybody takes it. Out. Yeah. It was amazing working in the in, in the restaurant industry. How many people um, still smoked? Like it, uh, disproportionate to. I feel like everybody else in every other line yeah. of work, um, heavy into that, and whether it's just because I need fifteen minutes, and this is the only way I can I can do this, uh, maybe that's what it is. But anyways, um, so he lived a hard life for sure, and uh, life decisions were by his own by his own ad- admission kind of poor, mm-hmm. and and uh, health wise, uh, just tons of different things, yeah. and so. He had overheard somebody talking about him, and they didn't know that he was in the room. They didn't know mm-hmm. who he was, but they, they had heard. He's a fantastic chef with amazing talents, but he's, if he could just get his life in order— yeah, he wasn't just, such
1: a hot mess. If he wasn't
0: such a hot mess, he'd be yeah. an amazing chef. Yeah. And he took that as motivation. <laughs> yeah. And not every everybody can do that, uh, but I remember him— at one point, um, he was coming to Eastlake for a while and I'm, I'm, he's going to, I'm stopping smoking. am I'm, I'm going to yeah. start running a marathon train for, I think Portland marathon and ran in that, yeah. lost a bunch of weight. Um, uh, got engaged, now married, has a kid, yeah. starting his own business. So kudos to Chris, yeah. uh, making things happen and he's super talented. So we wish him all the best. Yep. I told him I want to be one of his first customers. I was not in town for the pop-up, so I'll have to, uh, yeah. uh hit up the next one. Do you know if he's doing any more?
1: I don't know if they're doing another one. They might though. I meant it might also depend on like when they can get their restaurant up. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm definitely going to go supposed to be back.
0: mid-May, but yeah. I know that they hit some, hit some challenges as you do yeah. when you mm-hmm. start tearing around old buildings. Well,
1: so. and they their space that they are leasing was, wasn't was a full kitchen. And so it, they have some things that they have to put in to make it a full kitchen. So, cause <laughs> laws. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty, it's great. And I'm really excited for him. And, um, like getting to, you know, see him be this successful is really, I'm just really happy for him. Cause yeah. I'm good friends with his. Like his mom and I worked. it was like just him and her mom, blah, 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 sorry. It was just his mom and I who worked together for five years. And so she's like a mentor to me and we're really close. And so I'm close to the you family. You probably heard and, all the stories about Oh, him. I know all the stories. Oh, he man. actually came to Eastlake because of me. <gasps> really? Yeah, I brought him. Look at you patting yourself yeah. on the back. I know. I wasn't going to say anything, but then. Way to go, you little evangelist. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I'm like the worst evangelist ever. <laughs> <laughs> so good we should probably talk about the sermon
0: maybe we should hey week two of our new series stuff your significant other needs to hear took place um this last week and uh or yesterday i should say uh and it was all about lying versus confession (laughs) and uh another like two weeks in a row really
1: uplifting super
0: uplifting (laughs) i felt like it was like i walked away going this could be like dynamite. Like this could be, there could be some really tough things coming out this week. I I might have to like put my phone on do not disturb. Otherwise I'm going to get these phone calls. Like, Hey, so I took what she said and now I need a place to stay for the night. (laughs) Is your, is your couch available? Um, you know, and as bad as that sounds, you know, obviously things that hide in the dark eventually make their way known. So, uh, it all, whatever. Um, but, um, I, it was a, uh, it was one that I knew I was looking forward to. It's two weeks in a row of real kind of like um, language and words and the power of words when it comes to relationships. And that wasn't like it's not necessarily the angle that I was I was I meant to take on it. And I I found a little bit of crossover in, in as I was writing this one from even last week's. But I felt like um, the the piece of uh, of the line and and honesty and upfrontness and there are going to be mistakes, but how, how quickly can you own up to those Mm -hmm. um, is something that I am continually learning. And I am (laughs) um, I mentioned my wife and and John as two people who I think are closer to the Jesus model um, when it comes to that than I am. And I want to be that. And I love the angle too of, listen, this isn't just for those who have something to confess. This is also, um, for those of you who want that, or if you really want that in your relationship, if you say everybody says they value transparency mm-hmm. and honesty, everybody wants integrity in their relationships. If you really want that, then you have to not only say, if you tell me about it first, I'll come through with grace, you know, or more grace than I would yeah. have if, if you hid it from me. Uh, you have to back that up with actual actions too. Yep. It's not just words on it. So um it was I was there was both and in that. I was um surprised by how many people would come up and be like, oh I needed to hear that. And and it's not <laughs> and it wasn't because um uh necessarily even like a marriage relationship. It, it it's so it's it's true when it comes to your kids. It's true when it comes to to good friendships and friendships that you value enough to want to keep. Um versus just like hey if this doesn't work out I'll f- that's fine I'll find somebody new yeah um th- and that was one of the takeaways that yeah. I know you you had said in, in between services of um uh, of that and that was the goal I I didn't want to make this a series on marriage or okay this is only good for married people um hopefully the goal has been it works especially well in marriage relationships because of the high level of commitment but lots of friendships are high level commitment. Your commitment to your kid is big too. You know, all of those things. If you care about this relationship enough, this stuff should be important to you. And this should be, this should be quality enough stuff to be able to incorporate into conversations. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I only had, uh, two, two pages of notes. So I gave those to you and, and, (laughs) Um, just because I knew I had that story in my yeah. back pocket about the yellow rose that was going to take a while to be able to <laughs> unpack, and because how do you unpack that shortly? Yeah. Well, yeah. let me tell you about this guy who. I mean, immediately as soon as I would say some of the details, you'd be like, "Well, I mean, th- this is not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> You're not hiring that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how do you um, how do you make it to be like you?" you I, I wanted to be able to put the tension that my, my buddy Jeremiah is going through is going mm-hmm. but I why do I still want to hire him why do I yeah. why do I still see a path towards redemption here when like it feels like even from a secular standpoint you'd be like well that's a disqualification entirely yeah. so
1: and that doesn't mean there isn't a path to redemption it just means maybe that path isn't like it are you that path like are you in a oh, position or a place to want to be that path of that redemption? Brings
0: so, that brings—that so brought something to the table in our discussion with the guys um, about the difference between grace and wisdom, yeah. right? So from their perspective, I thought it was really insightful, and I can't remember who it was that actually said these words. So it wasn't me, somebody cooler <laughs> than me, smarter than me, a pastor of a better church than me, all that stuff, right? Said that church, the church that he— Sinned against basically, Mm -hmm. right? Or dishonest, or whatever you want to call it, Um, had an opportunity in that moment to exercise grace. Yeah. Um, You, Jeremiah, as a pastor looking to potentially hire, are not in as much, like, you don't owe him grace. You have to operate in wisdom. Grace was their opportunity for grace was there. Your opportunity for for this is wisdom over here. That's like brilliant, which is brilliant because <laughs> so somebody makes a really poor decision in a relationship. They get out of that relationship, they come to you and they say, I made this poor decision. Um, and, and I'm learning from it, I'm growing from it. And we can be on the side of things where we can be like, oh, it's my opportunity to provide grace for this. And, and I'll, I'll start dating him, even though this thing took place without any path of restoration. Like, I'm sure he's great and we'll work this forward. And we assume the opportunity to be, to, to be the deliverer of grace or the proponent of grace for him or her or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's definitely times where you'd be like, no, that's you're called to operate in wisdom here. Yeah you know? Yeah. Um, like, and I I don't, I don't know what he's going to do with this hire and, and I don't know how all that works out. And I don't know. You're unique. You know, you're listening to this and have yeah. it, Well, if you heard my story, you could do that. I don't, I don't know, but you're, you are not always required. Um, no, nah, that's not the right word. You're not always in the position to be the deliverer of grace.
1: Well, if, yeah, if the sin wasn't against you. Yeah. Yeah. Like yes, you can have grace towards people and allow them space to be human, but like you can't deliver specific grace for a specific situation if it didn't happen to you. That's not yours to as a person, that's not yours to give. That's not yeah. your place. And it's not like we're also called to be like wise with our resources and our heart and our like well being. And so it doesn't it doesn't serve anyone to not be wise when we're dealing with things either. Like being a doormat and providing grace to everybody, just willy nilly doesn't serve anyone either. So.
0: Right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, anything else that stood out to you that uh, was uh, worth talking about?
1: I think. Well, one thing that I kind of I don't know that it stood out to me, but you like the you don't or don't what was it? Don't lie or always tell the truth or at least don't lie. Um, And I, like, that, I think, is a, like, I had a situation recently where I, like, admitted a mistake that I made and then was like, oh, this might come back to bite me. And, but I said to a couple of people, I don't ever want to be someone that doesn't admit when I'm wrong when because I think it might hurt me in the future. Mm. Like, I don't, like, I, like, always tell the truth, Right. Or at least don't lie, you know, don't like say, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. Well, yeah, I did that. I own that mistake. I'm moving forward. I'm learning from it because I don't, I don't ever want to be a person that doesn't own when I make mistakes and like work through that and move through that. Yeah. Even if I think it might kind of bite me in the butt later. Sure. So that was kind of, which isn't exactly what you said, but that's what I started like thinking about and like in my brain.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Good. So, uh, are you familiar at all with Soren Kierkegaard, the philosopher I, mean, I talked I've about heard at the his end? Name. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, he presented the, or he talked about the the risk um, of faith, the yeah. act of faith being the risk. You have this one particular life that you get to um, decide what you want to do with this thing. It's not like um, you don't get to play it safe and test the waters. Or the analogy I used in second service um, was. Uh, Do you remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books as a kid? Yes. Um, Good. Thank you. I used it, and then as soon as I said it, I thought, I don't think – I'm 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 old. So I don't I don't think half this audience knows what a choose your Own adventure book is.
1: I'm not sure I've ever done one, but I am familiar oh, with it. So, so okay,
0: well then this doesn't So like <laughs> the books that you would read and be like what do you want to do? You want to go, you know, are you going to go into the cave or are you going to go out, you know, around it or whatever yeah. and you got to turn to different pages and then you die and then you just go backwards to where <laughs> you think it was and you get to do it again, right? Uh-huh. And the goal is I'm I'm like the complete I know that myself my personality is I'm a maximizer of opportunities. I want if we're gonna go to Norfolk, I want to see everything that the best there is to offer. My questions always are: What do we not want to miss while we're here? What's a restaurant we have to eat at? What's a dish that we need to order on this menu?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because I want the best possible thing. <laughs> I am here one time. I don't know that I'll ever go back to Norfolk. I mean, yeah. maybe it was a cool town, but like, there's a good chance it's I'm I, I'm in a different world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I may never go back here. So, what do I not want to miss on this one type of trip? Um, and so I'll do. Uh, I'll I'll uh, like stress over not doing it right the first time,
1: uh, and
0: mm-hmm. um, so so you play it safe. Sometimes you're yeah. like, well, let's just come. We'll come back for a second trip just in case we miss something, or we'll you know, <laughs> we'll do this, or or, or we'll yeah. eat several meals out just to make sure we'll come back to this restaurant multiple times <laughs> as opposed to risking new things. And uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of personality uh, when it comes to this idea of um, of faith for Kierkegaard was. You, get to, you have this one individual particular life. You get to, you get to do this thing once. This is mm-hmm. it, man. Uh, and we know that. We know the reality of that. Um, but it's going to be like, I'm either all in or I'm not. And that's his either or kind of drawing an analogy. And I tried to liken it to um, this idea of, of asking for forgiveness and confession of going, I don't know how he's going to respond. I don't know how he's going to re- I don't know what she's going to do. Uh, if I could play the scenario up my mind, I'm going to do this. But I'll also kind of like be half in and half out. Like I'll tell half of the story. Um, because I'm trying to control the situation even more and we, we, we don't, we don't really take it fully and, and that his stuff is so good and it's so deep. And I really, I'm contemplating doing a series on kind of his things mm-hmm. on, on, uh, but I would do it in the summer cause it's not really, <laughs> again, it's one of those Roman Perpetua series where yeah. you're like, Oh, that's not drawing anybody here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I said the uh, ethical teachings of Kierkegaard, you'd yeah. be like, yeah. <laughs> So I know I have a Uh, job to make it interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna be gone. By the way, I'm gone all of August (laughs) and July, and we'll see you maybe in September.
1: Uh,
0: But I think it would be a challenge to me, and uh, I I think what he writes is is good stuff, and everybody should kind of have a firm grasp on on some of his thoughts. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. But anyways, (laughs) I brought it up because it was Uh, intriguing to me, and I think it played well into uh, this idea of forgiveness, but also then like the salvation efforts or the the. the satirological impacts mm-hmm. that's a weird fancy word but yeah, uh, yeah. all right anything else from that no, good all right good. we are going to continue that series we've got two weeks left of that then we start a series on work um that i'm super pumped about i've got a buddy coming in seth um who's going to be here memorial day weekend we're going to be doing a saturday night sort of like vocational discussion q a um he's going to speak on sunday uh and then we're going to hang out Uh, and have a good time Sunday night and then he flies back Mondays uh, to Denver but super pumped about that more information on what that East like you Saturday night version looks like Mm -hmm. that we've tried to do a couple of times um, and (laughs) weather permitting has not worked out for us the last couple Uh, so uh, we had to cancel one because well both I think two the last two we've had to cancel because of stupid stuff but um, we it's happening and (laughs) I'm looking forward to it so um, Uh, if you're listening to this and that kind of stuff interests you make sure you connect there Megan, you got something interesting I for do us have this something week? something interesting.
1: Talk to me. Um, so I have uh, been watching a little bit more TV because Lent is over, and so now I'm watching a little bit more. There you go. Um, and this weekend, I my parents had told me about this, and I finally got around to checking it out. I watched the Nat Geo um, nature show called One Strange Rock, and it's on Netflix. It. Okay. And it is narrated by Will Smith, and this is why it's cool. First like of all, well,
0: like the genie. Yeah. Will like, Smith.
1: Like, the genie.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the previous of that? Yeah. We're uh, so dumb. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, and the. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, um Will Smith narrates. Okay. I I love nature shows. They're one of my favorite things. Yeah. And Blue this Planet, one, like yeah, the... Blue Planet, like Blue Planet. If David Attenborough is narrating oh, it, I'm gosh. there. So good. Um and so my mom was like, I think you'd really like this, Megan. And it was so cool. So this is why it's so cool. They have like six or seven um astronauts who have spent like, collectively spent over, like, 600 days in space or something ridiculous like that. And they are interviewing them about Earth and about, like, the different things on Earth. So I watched one episode, the first one, which was called Gasp, which is about, like, oxygen and how oxygen works on our planet. And, um, and like, they, it's just a really, like, different perspective on the Earth. Like, astronauts have such a different perspective on the Earth seeing, because they've seen it from not on the planet um and so it was it's like it's really well done and it was really really cool and i highly recommend
0: name it, it once again so one can...
1: strange rock okay on Which, netflix on it's on netflix but it was originally um produced by national geographic channel
0: okay got so, it
1: yeah and it's really cool
0: all right so uh, I'll definitely add that to the queue and <laughs> along with free solo, which I still need to see. We're doing this. We just started base camp this last weekend uh-huh. and I've been talking about watching this and one of the uh, wives on the trip that we said that we just went on said she watched it on the plane right over and she was like literally in her seat just like like the music and the, the all the stuff just freaking out. She said it was the most tense thing <laughs> she's ever watched, and you, I've got to watch it. So it's on yeah. my list. I am I'm trying. I want to get to it this week, and I'll add that after Free yeah. Solo. But all right, mine was – we. Uh, I mentioned we went to First Landing. It's a state park, and we ended up doing like a cool little hike around and got to see the beach and all the places and, and, and the things. And they had like a little museum walkthrough area. And as I'm walking through, I realized I know – my timeline of American settlement history is off. Like, I I was like, I think they got this wrong.
1: <laughs> of course you would think they got As it a wrong. a museum, right?
0: <laughs> like, they're talking That's about... such
1: a bread move. Oh, it's
0: move. totally right. Uh, and then my wife would agree with you on that, too. She'd be like, you're so convincing, like, when you think that yeah. something's wrong. And yeah. everybody's like, oh, I guess... So. And then <laughs> Google's not your friend, so... Um. So, obviously, Columbus comes over uh-huh. in 1492 with the knee to the Pinta, the Santa Maria, right?
1: I'm surprised you didn't sing that.
0: Yes. Then, what hmm. happens next?
1: Well, I already know because you told me yesterday. Oh, but-
0: okay. Shoot. <laughs> I,
1: Jamestown. Thought,
0: I thought, like, the pilgrims come over with Plymouth Rock and do that whole thing. So, what I'm reading about is... So Columbus comes over because he's from Spain, right? Well then the English figure out that there's this whole new world and they begin to send send people over. And so after it gets discovered, it becomes a source of trading and resource and commerce. Well then at some point out of a capitalist ideal they said it would make sense for us to have a base point. We've been coming we've been we've been driving over and driving back and by the way that distance is a long ways yeah. and it's very costly. If we could get a settlement there, then it would be a lot easier to store goods, ship them, and have a system in place. So their first settlement in the new world was a result of a business proposition. I think I knew that. Not a government thing.
1: I think I knew that.
0: Did not know that. Yeah. They knew that the Chesapeake Bay Gulf was the biggest on the East Coast, the most welcoming to the to, to people. So they sent people over, and they had instructions. Once you get in, find a place that's close to the bay, close to the water. You can defend it on three sides um, and then have the, you know, the port to be kind of your fourth opening side. And so they settled Jamestown um, in Virginia there as the very first settlement. And it was uh, not until – so Jamestown was uh, settled in 1607. And the Pilgrims came over in 1620, so that was 13 years later. After this, I got it all mixed up, man. I'm thinking <laughs> the Pilgrims were like, "Here's the Mayflower. Here we are." Now everybody's like, yeah, "Hey, let's let's start building other the things."
1: The Pilgrims was a like response to religious persecution or disagreement, political religious disagreement, Correct. persecution, and so the
0: difference between the founding yeah. of Jamestown yeah. versus this. So I knew
1: Jamestown was like a commerce um, business thing. Yeah, so.
0: There you go, guys. Yeah. Look it up. It's it's so uh, like it made me really want to buy a book about early settlement, American history settlement, because I just realized Talk my ignorance. Fest i know i know for some it would be a snooze fest i would i would enjoy that having i guess having just seen it Mm -hmm. and been like okay i've walked that beach i know where that's at i was on google maps enough to be like i'm sort of familiar with that area of the coast now and chesapeake bay and all the different things that it leads up to with uh quantico and all the stuff at the top and i just there's uh yeah i'm intrigued so there you go yeah (laughs) that's it that's enough all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. You can catch us uh, this weekend for part three of Stuff Your a Significant Other Needs to Hear. Um, if you missed either of the first two talks, eastlaketricities.com slash talks. We'll have both of those up there. Uh, we'll be back next yeah. week to kind of do the follow-up. Have a great week, yes, everybody. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye.